You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome on and welcome on <laughs> to the greatest show of them all. It is the NFC East Mixtape Volume. I don't know. Uh, you can listen to this on any one of SB Nation's NFC East blog and podcast networks. You can also watch it on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel or the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. If you do, you will see the fashionable stylings of myself. I'm RJ Ochoa from Blog and the Boys sporting a Ryder Cup half sip. Last time the Americans won uh, the greatest cup known in the sport of golf. And you can see Brandon Lee Gotten from Bleeding Green Nation sporting the, um, that's the Princess Diana jacket. Is that correct? The Kylie Kelsey, the Princess Diana right. jacket, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty nice. I will say so myself. Um, always get the angling mixed up. That's, that's a great font. Um, yeah. You know, I, the the current Eagles font is such a shame. The, the way The way the E looks on that font, like it's kind of thin at the top and then it gets, you know, robust. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. There's a big font. white eagle on the back too. There's like a little eagle side patch there. You got the cool uh, shield pat side patch here. It's a, it's a pretty cool jacket. If I do say so myself. Um, I'm curious, and this is we like to give YouTube exclusives for the viewing audience. You know, yeah, the, there has the to be some kind of visual incentive. Right. Otherwise, the, the B- you're just looking at us talking. That's boring. Exactly. So for the BTBers and BGNers who are watching, or um, you know, Big Blue Viewers, the BBVers, or the Double Hers uh, from Big Blue View in Hogshaven, can you? I think that's your left sleeve, if I if I'm correct, with the NFL shield. Yes. Left. So can NFL. I can I see that a little bit more centered, please? And can you hold it for a sec? I know it's an awkward. Sure. Uh, so how many stars are there? There's three, six. I can't. I, I would like I it if know. you counted because it's hard for me to like on the on the current NFL shield there are 32 to represent all 32 teams and my qual I would have a qualm that's why I need you to check if there Three are thir- times eight is 24 plus the one at the top would be 25 right are you not counting the ones behind the well the I did one? I did three times eight it's a it's a three by eight for are this you, yeah and you're accounting for the ones behind the football yeah so I'm saying. So there's you're saying there's 25 stars. Yeah. See, that I mean, isn't, that so isn't... there's assumed stars behind the football. Right, right, right. But um, I need to check, but I don't know if that was the NFL shield at that moment in time. You got what I'm saying? Like the, the moment in time where that jacket made sense. I reckon it, it's a throwback now. You know what I'm saying? So like the time where it wasn't a throwback when it was just hmm. it. How you many know, how many stars are there in the official there are, NFL? There are 32. Logo. That's what I was saying. Are there there? Are, there, yeah, there's one to represent each team. Because I'm um, looking, okay. Or there I mean, that might would be, make sense. Yeah, there there might be eight um, to represent the divisions, but there, no, I'm yeah. very certain there are 32 stars. I'm seeing eight, though. I mean, let me look at, let me just go to like NFL. Okay, yeah, there's eight on, on NFL. Oh, yeah, then, no, that's for the divisions. Eight. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so NFL logo history. Look at this. Look at, look at what we're doing here. Uh, if you if you give me a second, I'll put this on the screen, and we'll mm. definitely do this. Oh wow! Uh, a visual, an actual like visual addition yeah, g- to the screen. Give me screen. a second. So, um, 
I don't. I'm looking for something. Buy me some time because I'm Here's looking for one that has component. To use. I won this Garfield uh, little stuff. I'm not looking at you anymore. At uh, Dave and Buster's last week on a claw machine, I was killing it. I hit the. I always beat the stacker game every time I go. I have to do it. Uh, that's a thousand tickets right there, and I also spun for a thousand on the big wheel. Um, so okay, I've, I've I've got what I need. So incredible. We're no, we're no longer interested. All right. So uh, if anybody's watching on BTB or BGN, this is the NFL logo history. Um, so the current one in 2008 represents has a star to represent each division. Which one do you think is us since we're since we're on this subject? You want to be, I think we should be top left or top right. Hmm. Yeah, I think definitely in the top somewhere. The top, top row. I think top right, because generally the NFC is on the right side when you're looking at stuff and the AFC is on the left. So I think we're, I think you're right. Or, or yep. do we want to be the top right or the inner right, the one next to the football? Because that think, would actually be the first one, I think. I think I geographically, it would, might you would have to be on the right side. So top you know? right. If we're looking at this as if we're looking at a map of the United States, I think top right would be the most fitting. Okay, so we've claimed that star in the name <laughs> of the NFC East. Uh, good to know. Um, okay, so the logo that you're rocking, can we see it one more time, please, on the screen? Yeah, is... And there's no, like, color to it. You know, it's just, like, black and white or whatever. It's not, oh, wow, that's way too much <laughs> of me. Uh, um, but, yeah, there's no, you know, there's no, like, red and blue, like those logos so, you had. Yeah, but oh, because it's it's black and white. So there's three um, star. I think it's the 1970 logo. Man, that one looks so bad. <laughs> this graphic, like, why is right. it faded so much? I don't know what the, why the image is like this, but um, I'm very certain that it's the, based on just looking at what you showed us, it's the 1970 logo. The first one also terrible. Just like with the, the what, the what is going on? Yeah, yeah. With the lines. Uh, the it, it looks like so it looks like confusing. the uh, the NFL is in jail. You know what I'm or saying? Or like, like it, it, it does. We're like the Yankees, like the pinstripes. Uh-huh. What's going on there? That was a big thing. You know, back well, in I the guess day. the Yankees used to be a football team, right? At uh, one point, yes. So, um, also, and the Giants, you know, you got the New York yeah. Football Giants because you got used to have the New York Giants and the <laughs> New York Giants. And anyway, um, so I think this is the 1970s logo. So it is uh chronologically correct so good on the uh jacket makers for using the appropriate logo last thing before we leave here and again congratulations to the youtube audience for having a a bit of a special thing here huge Uh, show for the youtube audience seriously um why did we get rid of the little kick on the l as you Mm. can see in in 2008 we flattened the l out there yeah i still got the kick here if that's what we're calling it although i guess it kind of looks like what like a lowercase b I suppose. I guess now that you say that, I can't unsee it. Wow. Maybe yeah. that's why. It wasn't as prominent on the jail look. I don't like the kick, actually. Yeah, keep keep that out of there. It's weird how the F is so stout, and, and it's kind of bent backwards, like the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's Well, if good. you're going to do the kick on the L, it should be like the first one there, all the way over to the 1960, because there's enough space between like, yeah, the end of the hook, right. but the other ones are too compressed, and it makes yeah. it look like the B. Okay. Well, that was really cool. Um, congratulations to uh, the YouTube audience uh, for Here's getting the something special. You missed, by the way, um, I really don't care. Anyway, uh, but um, cool. Well, I can sleep at night knowing that the jacket is, you know, correct from a, a historical wow. aspect. Um, I went and toured um, this past week, and I was telling you before we started recording the uh, I was in Waco, and, and mm. Texans know this, but not Dallas, the Houston Texans, like Texans people from the state. Um, the uh, Dr. Pepper so was found. Dr. Texans. Pepper was founded in Waco. I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if you I did Pepper. not. How many it, flavors, Dr. Pepper? It was twenty-three ingredients that mm. uh, comprised the I original. Mean, yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, so they have a Dr. Pepper museum. It was really cool. We got to make our own soda. And I bought um, not wow. any Dr. Pepper the drink. I actually am not a big fan of the drink, but um, <laughs> okay. they, they had a, a barbecue sauce that had like Dr. Pepper flavoring. So I'm very excited next time I do something like pulled pork. Yeah. Mix that up in there. I think I've had that at like, I don't know, Chili's or something. Like there was some mm-hmm. kind of promotion where they were doing like uh, Dr. Pepper barbecue sauce ribs or something. I mean, it makes sense. It's a natural. It sounds maybe it sounds weird to some people, but to me, it, it lends to that idea. I mean, barbecue sauce is a sweet thing. So we, why not? Um, we have fiddle faddled enough. Are you ready to? I talk, don't know. I disagree with that. I have a, a lot of other op, off topic stuff we could get to, but uh, maybe we can just mix it in. Uh, well, we're mixtaping it in. Hey, man, we're on fire today. Uh, seriously, <laughs> um, even though we're late in the week, <laughs> we're on fire. Yeah, so apologies for being late. I was traveling. I had a hectic week, and Brandon was kind enough, and Rachel was kind enough to adjust for that. So this episode, I don't know about 153. Uh, it is 153, but I don't know. I, I don't because this is a Rachel question, but I don't know when exactly it'll go out at BGN, but it will drop. Well, on... isn't it, it Kissed actually producing this one? No, not this one. That's not oh, okay. Um, nice. So we'll have Kissed add a couple of songs next coming weeks. Um, That's or at true. least one. But um, we've got Rachel's song in tow. This is good dropping on Thursday afternoon at Blog and the Boys. So just heads up for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to tell Brandon about his jacket or congratulate us for the awesome YouTube stuff on Twitter, Brandon Gotten on Instagram as well. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at RJ Ochoa. BLG, it is NFL Combine Week, one of the more meaningful, meaningless weeks of the NFL calendar. Um, so much so that we will podcast again later this week on Friday, and we're probably not even going to discuss the Combine all too much. Um, we're going to do a little activity that you came up with. But uh, for the purposes of today, we are discussing the Combine in terms of information that has come out of it. That's where it really is a valuable thing. Um, you get all 32 NFL teams as represented by the divisions that they're each in on the logo of the NFL Shield. Um, and talk happens. Uh, talk about future trades or future free agent signings or uh, decisions the teams have to make, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes, you know, coincidences happen and star wide receivers for teams uh, call in uh, sports radio shows to defend themselves mm-hmm. and say they're not going to be traded. Um, are you ready to start and start with the Dallas Cowboys? Well, before we start, I feel like we should get into righteous felon craft jerky actually so, um we have a busy day you and i after mm-hmm. this i'm, I'm gonna eat a, a bag of some biltong after this with some pretzels and hummus quick what flavor uh what is, is the, the one garlic we like? one yeah we we like the same one of garth garlic it's called it's yeah, really yeah. good mm-hmm. um and i like the biltong especially i mean i like all of righteous felon craft jerky it's what btb 15 for 15 percent off for the blogging the boys people i think so and then bgn 15 for the bgners and whatnot um, but yeah, this is actually my favorite flavor here of the righteous felon, uh, the sticks that they have. It's the fiery habanero one. Good I didn't really know. I didn't really know that jerky came in Biltong um, before. That's like, a, you know, I, I always thought it was just the sticks. Like you're It's kid, more you, tender you're, yeah, than, yeah. Uh, you know, the regular jerky, which is what I like about it. But anyway, yeah, we should get to the Dallas Cowboys, I suppose. So a couple big headlines. Um, I just wrote about this right before we started um, recording. And so it'll be out later at PTB. Um, Michael Gelkin, who covers the Dallas Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News, one of the more plugged in members of the local beat, um, has been really honest. I, I think that Gelkin deserves a round of applause. He's been really honest um, on a lot of things, but he's been one of the only really honest people about like this all in thing that Jerry Jones said, which was less than a month ago now. Senior <laughs> poll, um, it's, it's kind of a bunch of, you know, baloney. Hoopla. Yeah. So Gelkin's he had two things that I'd, I'd like for us to discuss today. Uh, the first one, um, not in chronological order, but he tweeted, 
that the Cowboys, I'm trying to pull up the exact tweet here. Uh, here at the Combine, uh, I'm paraphrasing just a bit here. The Cowboys have fewer scheduled meetings with agents than in years past. There is hmm. no hint they're on the precipice of a high-priced free agency flurry that would resemble what most associate with the all-in buzzword. Now, the Cowboys, as you all know, Brandon, have uh, a handful of extensions to take care of this offseason. Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, Micah Parsons. Um, and it can be argued that getting those done is going all in. You commit, you know, over 100. No, well, no I mean, in 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 a different time, um, not now. Um, in a vacuum, you could say that oh, if we're committing over $100 million per year to these three players, that is kind of an all-in thing. However, as it relates to the context of this moment, that's not – and that's not what Jerry Jones intended for all of us to believe. I mean, you can you can miss me with the semantics of all this. He said what he did to send us all into the hopes that they were going to go out and acquire and this and that, whatever, which you and I have both advocated for them to do. Stephen Jones was asked about this this week, and he kind of walked it back a little bit. Uh, it seems like we are on the verge of the Cowboys um, being a bit of a wallflower in free agency. I don't think that's all in because – if that's the case, then you were all in last year because it's the same core. It's the same people. And I don't that was, think they were. That was Steven's line, actually. He said, I think you can make an argument that Jerry is all in every year. That was his exact line to your point. Which is, you know, I think how a lot of sports teams would say that or phrase that because no no team, for the most part, there are exceptions, want to admit that they're taking a step back. Like how many coach like Dan Quinn? getting hired by the commanders how many coaches are like this we don't see this as a rebuild we don't use that word here like so many coaches say that because they don't want to you know like say to the fans hey we're not actually trying to compete but there's a way to do it while you kind of you're you're more you're setting expectations more reasonably in check you know for a team that's not as good and not quite ready to compete but you don't want to roll it out entirely because who knows maybe you could have a surprising year especially in the nfl that's more you know likely to happen than say the nba but uh, in any case, yeah, that's not an all-in to me because it's what you already had. And I think they weren't all-in last year because I think I go back to the Safan Gilmore and the Brandon Cooks editions, and those are certainly more win-now moves, but they still did it in a way, as I, I've said before, where they're kind of like hedging their bet a little bit because it's like we want to bring in guys who can help us win now, but we're not going all-in with it. We're kind of doing it in a way that we're still preserving our draft capital for the future. And as, as I've said here before, I think the time is now to get a little bit more aggressive with that. And and I'm not saying you have to mortgage to do what the Herschel Walker trade or whatever and, you know, throw away entire draft class. But I think it's a, get, a time to get like a little bit more aggressive with that draft capital and not trade it maybe for a quarterback who isn't really going to contribute in any meaningful way in Trey Lance, but actually players who can like help you win now and make, you know, the Cowboys version of the AJ Brown trade, whatever that is out there. I think, you know, that's, that's kind of what more all in should look like. I agree with you entirely. And I mean, we've said this already, but they, they, they're trying to live in the middle of the Venn diagram, right? They're trying to be like kind of all in and, and do things that can help now, but that also don't compromise the future. They, they are so attached to, to their draft capital and rightly so they're a pretty solid drafting team. Although last year certainly doesn't represent that, but um, you can do both. <laughs> like you, you like sign a bunch of players and draft. No, no one is saying you have to not draft, but, and if you don't want to trade for anybody, that's fine. Then just sign players in free agency, get off the couch. Um, you talked about um, trading for Trey Lance. They traded a fourth round draft pick for him, which would be really nice to have right about now. Uh, I actually did a video on this um, on our YouTube channel. So people who are here can go watch that if they haven't yet. 
Um, last week, it was reported that the salary cap is $255.4 million. We also got the fifth-year option numbers for the class of 2021, and that includes Trey Lance. He was obviously the third overall pick there. And the Cowboys are obviously holders of his contract and therefore have to determine whether or not they want to pick it up. It, I'm rounding here. It's $22 million. There's just there's no way that they're picking that up for next year. And mm-hmm. there was no way they were ever going to pick it up. Right. When you looked at the, I want to be honest and say that the reason I was opposed to the trade at first was because I was pre annoyed at how people were going to be like, oh, man, is Dak in trouble? Here comes Trey Lance. And that was my my primary motivation for not liking the trade. But my mm-hmm. secondary motivation was it didn't make sense from the the timeline of everyone involved. Like, even if you didn't believe in Dak Prescott, and I obviously didn't do, if if you didn't, you you would have wanted an escape hatch that allowed you more time to figure this out. Even if you did say, you know, we're just going to ride out his $60 million cap hit in 2024, and then we'll be into the future. And even if you believe, well, we wanted to trade for him because we can flip him and recoup our investment. No, you can't, because you're going to decline his fifth-year option. And who's going to trade for a quarterback that they know absolutely nothing about, that has absolutely yeah, nothing but questions, so that, that they have nothing but they have no level of team control over? He's not season. going up. Yeah. Like how? How? How would it be going up? So the trade was weird and it costed them a fourth round draft pick. But I don't want to spend too much time on that, because, like I said, we've already discussed it. And there were several other things um, on the subject of the 2024 season. Something else that Gelkin reported earlier on, I was going to say Monday on Thursday, Um we did not know this, know this. This wasn't a fact. This wasn't confirmed until he reported it. Um, but Mike Zimmer's on a one-year deal with the Cowboys. Hmm. And I'm not saying that that's like, whoa, grab the pitchforks and let's be pissed off. But uh, Gelkin framed this story as saying the Cowboys didn't plan for a season in which their entire coaching staff and franchise quarterback would be in a contract year. But that scenario is a possibility. That's how what his tweet said. And the only pushback I would I would have is, what do you mean they didn't plan it? They're the authors of the contracts. Like, like what do you mean? And this it was so annoying to me in the you know search for a new defensive coordinator. How everybody would say things like, well, who do you expect them to get? You know, mm. Mike McCarthy's in a lame duck year. He's got one year left on his deal. Who's going to want to show up for that? I agree with you, but you know what the Cowboys could do and I'm not advocating for extending Mike McCarthy and keeping him around, they could extend him and they could say, you know what, we're going to get rid of this threat if anybody really does view it as some sort of unstable ground. And if we want to fire him, we'll fire him. And we'll, it's just money. Like, right. look, we're the right. Money we're, with no salary cap. We're, and, and not only with no salary cap, this is literally the wealthiest professional yeah. sports franchise in the world. I mean, Which so, everyone knows. It's not a secret right. either. Like, that's very public. And they it, celebrate it, that. The point would stand just as much if we were talking about the Bengals as an example, but we're not. I mean, like it, the point. So not only does the point stand, but it's exacerbated by their right. insane wealth. And so miss me with this like, oh, well, of course he's on a one year deal. What do you expect? Like it doesn't they, they are almost intentionally setting this season up to be insanely dramatic at every turn with McCarthy being in a contract year, with Zimmer being in a contract year and my guess is that the DAC extension happens sometime in the next whatever 10, 11 days because of the new league year beginning. But Gelkin noted in his article that it is not a given. And that is a, a person whose opinion I take very seriously. So for him to say that makes me, you know, pause just a little bit. Um, but obviously that's a matter that, you know, could be addressed in, you know, well past this episode. Makes you pause. I mean, you have to look at the camera to get my joke here. Anyway, right. uh, <clears throat> I was referring to Garfield's pause. Uh, so one thing, number, I have two things here. One on the DAC thing. Didn't someone else too? Was it like an NFL insider, like Garofolo or someone say the DAC or like rap sheet say the DAC thing isn't necessarily close to happening? Or was that only Gilkin? Because I thought I saw something about that too. I, I know you wrote an article about that. 
um, there was no real mention of anything except for what Gelkin did. Uh, Spotrack did do a contract prediction, an extension prediction. And yeah, was... I'm not talking about that. Well, I know. Just about all, the buzz, all the buzz has seemed to be like there's no word on a DAC. There's nothing imminent with a DAC contract. Steve, and... There was a lot of, um, because Steven said that he wasn't going to reveal any of the conversation that mm-hmm. they were having. So, I mean, it's just kind of a lack of, of news right now. And so you can interpret that how you want. And there's time, so it doesn't really matter that like there is a lack of commotion about that because it could easily change soon. But number two, you know, you like to talk about Cowboys, America's team, the allure of this big market or whatever. But it's funny to me because when when you're talking about that, we're talking about you know the team not necessarily using all those resources they have, or like their free agency slash you know trade approach, like. Isn't that a big advantage you should have a leg up on other people? If that's true, if you have this, like, you know, a uh, great facility and this, this history of uh, the Cowboys, like, shouldn't you be taking advantage of that? Where other teams... I don't think that they weaponize the history of that. I don't think that's a, a, a silly thing, but well, um, I think their biggest things are the... like, again, the allure of this, if that's a thing that I... they should be using it. And if they're not choosing to use it, like that just seems like, why you're just hamstringing yourself for no good reason you're trying to be like the packers who are in a spot where you know they obviously have a history component but they don't have quite the resources i would say and obviously how their own is different um I, and I just they don't, don't i don't get the idea that like you have to to your point it, it, like, it, especially coming from, sorry one last thing the eagles perspective which you know look the eagles i'm not saying they're perfect but i think one thing that harry roseman has done a good job is like trying to squeeze uh blood from a stone trying to like look under every rock like doing every kind of possible avenue to acquire talent whether that's you know the trade deadline or you know signing someone late in free agency when a team cuts them like james bradbury originally or what like you know there's multiple avenues like he, he always talks about it and that was a big talking point going into the 2022 season like we're not done adding talent um <clears throat> especially because that's off season i think kind of started out slowly at aj brown during the draft they get CJGJ right before the season. Like it's it's never time to stop acquiring players. And I feel like the Cowboys like don't have that same mentality. It's just like more cookie cutter. Like we're gonna do this. We're gonna be like kind of fiscally responsible in free agency, and then we're just gonna draft guys. I think that what you said is really fair. I, again, the historical thing is I, I think you're, that's you're making that up. But they they check all of the um, let's call them intangible boxes. And I'm not saying the Dallas Cowboys are the perfect NFL team because I know that that will make you roll your eyes. But um, again, if we if we go off of like the tropey sort of intangibles, there's no state income tax in the state of Texas, right? You, yeah. you, you could lean into that. You could lean into the history if you want. It's not an incredibly cold climate, right? So, so you know, it's a family friendly place or whatever. It's a metroplex. You know what I mean? So it's not like you're, if you, if you want like a big city lifestyle or whatever. I mean, you again, it's not New York City, but you know what I'm saying? Like you can have. You can have opportunities to do a billion different things. Is, is the point, point, yeah, the point is they're not, and, like, taking full advantage of the resources well, at think, their disposal. I think it's because they view themselves as, as a flame, and they're like, why aren't the moths coming? You know what I mean? Like, they, they, that's, the, that's always their problem annually, and they try to weaponize, like, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't need to be paid market rate because you mm. benefit from all of this by way of endorsements and things like that. Like, so they do try to weaponize. They just do it in the most improper way possible. But Well, I think it's uh, that, and I think it's fear. I think it's fear because they've made, you know, they made, like, bigger kind of high, more high-profile acquisitions in the past that kind of burned them and didn't work out. But that doesn't mean the strategy was bad. It just means, like, you know, that you picked the wrong player. But it doesn't mean just because you signed a free agent to a big money deal – and it didn't work out doesn't mean you can never sign a free agent again. It just means like maybe you should be more 
your process should be better about who you're signing. I think that's it's what, halfway fear comes from. and halfway laziness. But I, I don't want to gloss over the Mike Zimmer being on a one-year deal thing. Like, again, in a vacuum, that's not a big deal to me. But, like, you're you're almost, like, screaming, hey, we're a lame duck. You know, like, it's, it's not just, like, what it is. You're almost advocating it. Um, yep. and, 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 it's you the know, for sure. It. And so it, you know, if, if this season goes terribly for them, it will have been the most predictable thing ever. So, um, we, we could be on the verge of a lot of things changing, obviously with the uh, new league year beginning. And if they are going to get a DAC extension done, it seemingly would have to happen before then. So, you know, for all we know, all this gets dated in a matter of like 24 hours. We'll see. But, um, I think that's it on the Cowboys. We're ready to move on. Yep. Okay. Uh, so the Philadelphia Eagles apparently had um, some insider trading knowledge and still lost to the yeah. New York Jets. Okay, that's wow. The thing. <laughs> that is what Although it, it does, to a larger point, I'm not going to defend them because I agree with you. That makes it more pathetic. And what you're referencing there is Nicole Hardman supposedly, allegedly yeah. leaked the Jets game plan. I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. I, I thought you misspoke. My bad. To both the Eagles and the Chiefs, which weirdly, you know, and the, the, Jets, the, like, Jets, played the well. Jets game, the Jets games against them, to be clear. Yeah. Right. And the Jets played well against the Chiefs, at least relatively. Like Zach Wilson had probably his best game ever. Mm-hmm. And then um, you had, yeah, the Eagles lose to them. Now, again, part of For this the first is, time ever. Yes. In last season. Part of that goes back to like game plan only matters so much. Like, you, you know, you have to be able to execute it. I think people get wrapped up in like, oh, you have to like confuse people and teams, the other teams like that. This happens every season. I feel like or multiple times a season where a player says after they beat another team, oh, we knew what they were going to do. Yeah. Like, cause it's especially like think about like a division game. You play each other all the time. Of course you knew what they were going to do. So anyway, I think some of that's overblown, but anyway, that's not like one of the biggest things happening with the Eagles. That's just what about weird, AJ Brown calling no. it a WIP. I, mean, I don't think there's anything to that in terms of, I think, I had a good conversation with Jimmy Kemsky about this on the latest episode of BGN radio. I think that's all just kind of like a media literacy problem where, uh, you know, like AJ seeing stuff on Twitter. And then there was that weird Craig Carton report from last week, which come on, man, if you have something just say it, like, don't be like, I know something, but I'm not going to say it. That's just so BS because then uh, you can just claim if anything happens, you can just claim, Oh, that was the thing I knew about. Like that's such garbage. If you know something, say it, or don't, or at least like give some kind of good hint, which he really didn't. I don't know. I just think that's garbage. Um, so, and then, then there was like people just making really, I think, ir- quite frankly, irresponsible rumors based off of that with no kind of credence to them at all. What What and was the the report for anyone who missed? It's just like again, just that. Like, I don't even know. It's like nothing substantial. It was it was hurts related, was it not? Because I'm again, I've had been trapped. No, not like necessarily. I mean, people speculated that, but nothing like concrete. It was so. um, It was what I saw was very similar to um in um in the office when they're interviewing for a new manager after Michael Scott has left and um, Steve Carell left. Do you remember um they had like a a bunch of famous people, like famous actors, like Ray Romano was in there. Uh, well will arnett before he was like super famous Um, (laughs) the five-step plan yeah he was like oh i have a great plan if i'm hired and they were like well what's the plan and he was like well i can't tell you the plan unless i get the job because then you you would have the plan and they were like can you tell us part of it he was i I forget what he says but he's like um like labeled binders or something like that and that that seemed that's that's what i thought of when i saw this floating around last week 
Yeah, so I don't know. It just seemed, to me, it seemed like a lot of just nothing trying to fill the void, too, because there was nothing going on last week in the NFL. It's one of the more quiet weeks, really, in the, the NFL offseason calendar. Yeah. yeah, where there's just the Super Bowl's over, but you're not yet at the Combine, so there's just really nothing going on. And I think the uh, there's it's kind of like cabin fever. It's just like we're all going crazy because there's nothing going on, so we're glomming on to anything there is. So I really don't put much stock into that other than, you know, it's not great that, like that exists and i guess i mean aj i think is a leader i think that is is how players feel about him on the team that's been that was in our reporting too that we had on bleedinggreennation.com and i think there's kind of been more of a call for you know jalen hurts to have that kind of role and that's been a whole discussion well you like you can't like jalen hurts last year uh and his leadership style then and criticize it this year and i totally disagree with that because it's not one size fits all like different yeah, the situations. Start, the circumstances changed. Yeah. Yeah. Different situations call for different like approaches. You shouldn't just have like one approach and that's how you should be the whole time. Now, I think I, I certainly believe in being authentic, but I don't, I, I think maybe different circumstance, especially in their circumstance where it was, I think in 2022, his, his like, we left money on the table, his whole, like, let's keep uh, our foot on the gas pedal approach really worked because they were good. And it was trying to keep them locked in. Like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's kind of like stay locked in. But last year, it was clear that there was so much pressure on the team and they really weren't having fun. There was that quote about how they were the most ten, the most miserable 10 in one team ever. Well, maybe that's not the time to be like, we need to keep the foot on the gas. Maybe that's a time for a little bit more levity at some point and looking like you're actually having fun for once, like they never did. So mm-hmm. I think there was a, a need to approach it. And look, I don't think that's like the biggest issue with the Eagles. It's not like, well, if they had more fun, they would just be better. It's, it's part of the problem. There's a lot of different parts of the problem. More than one thing can be true, as we all know. So, um, yeah, just a lot of like weird Eagles discourse stuff going on. I mean, that's the offseason that they're in store for after, you know, you flame out. And <laughs> sure. um, I when I heard the AJ audio, it was something like um, – I think he was asked about beef with Brian Johnson. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I again, I was busy, but um, I think he was asked about that, and he said, um, "You know, it's funny. Nobody, nobody thought we had beef when I had my streak going. What, what was it like? 125 yards, or whatever. Yeah, um, the record-breaking streak. Yeah, right? and he was like, nobody thought we had beef. He was like, everybody just thought we had beef when we were losing. And like, this is it. Like, this is why we were so unexcited for this offseason for these two teams. Because it, like, it's not even fun. Like, I, and under normal circumstances, I would love to like point at this and laugh. You know what I mean? And be like, ha ha. You know, enjoy the turmoil. But like, these two teams are both in their own funk. You know, and, and no, nothing will get them out of it except for winning and being successful. Like, there's nothing you can say or do um, that can kind of you know fix this situation. If that makes sense. Um, I do have an Eagles question. If we're ready. Sure. For- well, my, um, my last one last point is like, I think to a bigger point about all this, like the vibes aren't great, <laughs> you know, I, and I, and oh, I dude. think it's a little naive to just think like what went wrong with the Eagles at the end of last season is now fixed simply because the season ended. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it works like that. I do think people have made too much of like, uh, why did they go? How could they possibly like lose like that and it's a little it's become a little too conspiratorial and it's just like how could this possibly great like, teams lose it happens it's not like the first time it's ever happened in nfl history that a team went on a bad stretch now i agree to the the degree of which you know they lost and collapsed is obviously really bad and that was part of the reason i don't think nick Sirianni should be back but it's not like it shouldn't be like in- inconceivable it's like how did this possibly happen and it's like well the players played poorly the coaches did bad it happens it's not acceptable but like it's not like 
I just don't. It's people. I just don't get why people can't acknowledge that part. I don't know. Anyway, what's your question? Uh, I saw you wrote about this in your links post on Wednesday. Uh, Tony Pollard, the idea of him. Um, this is also Cowboys related, so kind of a you know a general um, discussion point. Uh, for what it's worth, he, I, I mean, he's not going to get the franchise tag from the Cowboys. I think that's pretty obvious at this point in time. Schefter said as much, but obviously, right. just and, common sense would also tell you right. as much. And um, so something that I thought was really interesting was, and this is all related to the question, when we interviewed Tony Pollard um, in, on San Antonio Sports Star in the week of the Super Bowl, when he gave me the pillow, he, um, I asked him, I was like, so like, was there a point where you, you know, you didn't feel like you felt like yourself after not feeling like yourself? And he said, yeah, the, the Panthers game, yeah, um, which was week 11. From week right. 11 through the wild card round, PFF's highest greatest rusher was Tony Pollard. So that kind of right. tracks like I'm, I'm kind of willing to believe him a little bit here Um, in ESP. I forget when, but ESPN wrote um like a, I think we talked about this projecting um the top 50 free agents or whatever. They had Tony Pollard going to Washington. And, mm. and I, and I said, I was like that, look, it's kind of a, a gamble worth taking, not at, you know, $12 million this season, but uh Bill Barnwell wrote about this and projected him. And I think Austin Eckler was the other one. Um, no, it was uh, Tony Pollard and Devin Singletary to make between four and $6 million per year. I would mm. totally pay that for Tony Pollard. I mean, I'm like a, a one, two year deal at this point in time and have him serve as a compliment to somebody I draft. Yeah. I think, I think we mentioned this about Saquon too. And we've talked about this on the SB nation NFL show, but there's just no reason to preempt the running mm-hmm. back market because there's so many, it's a buyer's market. There's so many options out there. And, like, what's the difference between DeAndre Swift, Tony Pollard, or, like, Saquon, or... Austin Eckler. Yeah, like, I just think Devin they're Singletary, not... DeAndre, yeah, totally. Especially relative to the cost. I'm not saying, mm-hmm. like, you can't, like, rank those players in a certain order, but, like, relative to what they're going to cost, I think you would rather... Like, your preference would rather be, I'd rather have the good cost than this, like, marginally better player. I think that's what's more important in this case. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think... You know, Pollard is obviously a name that is being thrown out in part because of the Kellen Moore connection mm-hmm. and in Philly. And then, you know, you have the Dan Quinn connection there in D.C. So, yeah, decent chance he does stay in the NFC East, whether it's staying with the Cowboys if he the market doesn't come to him or going to a new place. But, yeah, I, I just don't think the Eagles are going to be um, high bidders. It's just not what they do. And also, uh, I mean, we saw this last year with Miles Sanders. Like they a lot of people were like. They should pay Miles Sanders. Not, I don't, I don't think the majority, but there were certainly people out there that wanted to see Miles Sanders back on the team. And I get it. You know, you draft a guy, you have his jersey, you want just, you know, like you like him. Now he didn't have a good finish to his Eagles career, pretty bad in the Super Bowl. But in any case, um, like he went to Carolina on a big contract, and obviously it was a terrible decision. If the Eagles paid that contract, that would have been a really bad deal. Especially when you look at the alternative, they just give up a fourth for DeAndre Swift and he has like a career year for them mm-hmm. and they could potentially re-sign him at a decent rate, depending on how free agency shakes out. So yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really care who they add at running back uh, as long as they do it in a way where they wait out the market and get a good deal. Yeah. I think, you know, let whoever, let the Panthers of this year, the team who's going to have the quarterback on the rookie contract that, you know, yep. feels more liberty to spin. A lot of people think that's going to be the Texans and they've kind of, you know, a lot of people think like, sure. the Texans are going uh, Saquon and that'd be cool and fun or Derrick Henry or whatever. But like once all that dust settles, uh, the example I brought up last week, Dalvin Cook signed and th- that didn't work out for a lot of reasons, 
but like that's the the move if you're going to do that like that's the way to do it like a one-year seven that was a lot even but one year seven million dollar deal um for a guy maybe like the fourth or fifth option on the market but like an, an option that works out for you financially so i think the eagles and the cowboys will probably do that the commanders might be in more of a position obviously to pay somebody just given the financial state of their team it would be funny if there was like a carousel and let's say like saquon goes to dallas Tony Pollard ends up in Philly, and then the other goes to Washington. Could happen. I, I did bring that up in the SB Nation NFL show last time I was on. I was like, I think the running – we talk about quarterback carousel. I think the running back carousel will kind of be funny because I think it could be a situation where, like, all those guys end up in different spots and might not even really matter or change much. I would – if the Cowboys were to sign Derrick Henry, I'm I'm already I'm pretty embarrassed at how into it I would I I would feel because I I know the logic behind it would not be great and so I am pretty be fine, but, depending but, on the but value. I, what I I guess I'm saying like obviously dependent upon the value but I'm also somewhat pretty embarrassed at how excited I would get for Saquon especially after all the crap I've talked. There's about. a direct correlation I think between like how embarrassing it is and how soon the deal relates to you know the beginning of free agency like the, yeah. the sooner they sign him the more embarrassing it is the that's more a great you point yeah great point um okay let's take a very quick break to hear a word from our sponsors vacations can be tricky you already know how to book flights and hotels but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home you need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. While we were gone, Brandon, you told me that in honor of the newest season of Survivor premiering, yes, if you were on the island with Jeff and fellow castmates, wow. um, you told me what the thing is that you would look most forward to eating as a reward challenge if you won it. Thing I would look most forward to eating as a reward challenge? Yeah, because like sometimes you know Jeff will be like, "Oh, we have that's a good call. We have we have slugs, and they'll be like, yeah." it's like no that's you not know, true like, no I mean, one's ever cheering right, for slugs my point is like they they act like over true. the they act over the top excited for like anything and everything and i recognize that at, at, at any moment you're famished but like my point is that there are some things that you're genuinely more excited for than others so what would be the practical thing that you've seen kind of be on survivor a lot that would legitimately get you excited yeah it wouldn't be pizza because the pizza as famously if they've shown on the show like doesn't look good I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sure I'd still enjoy it, especially if you're hungry. But I'm like, right. I'm trying to think of what's something. I'm with that... you. Pizza wouldn't be good. Uh, I wouldn't be there. In, I wouldn't be into any of the desserts. Like, I, you know, a lot of people are yeah. like, "Ooh, give me the chocolate cake." No, and stuff. no, no or nothing the... like sugary. I mean, again, over nothing, sure. But I, if we're talking, I think about... it'd be like um, sometimes they'll do like fajita plates, like something like mm. that, or uh, sometimes they'll get baked potatoes. You know what I mean? Like any mm. kind of steak dinner or with the fixins, any kind of you know anything. I get a tortilla. You know what I mean? And put stuff in. 
I'm down for. Um, I think you want like a protein though. I think like your body would just like really be craving. That's that. what I'm saying. If there's chicken Ca- and beef tortilla or, or fajitas, too. I mean, people talk about like peanut butter a lot. I think when they're out there as a food, they would love to have just because again, just because it's so calorie dense. Like it's just so, and it's just so satisfying. But I'm not going to say that. I think the, what's going coming to my mind is when Wu got those. I think they were ribs, the barbecue ribs that he had, and they like. I think that would be. I think because I think when when you do ribs right. Like you've like elite ribs, it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat ribs when they're done perfectly. It's just you can't. It's it's very hard to top. So I, I would, would also. Go with that. Um, people always freak out whenever there's alcohol available. I would not touch that. I mean, given the like state my body would be like, I don't I, you, want a lot of it. But like a beer when you're really thirsty dude, and hot, but can think be about really how that nice. would comprise your ability in the game. You just know what one, I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying like multiple. I'm saying just like a one beer. I'm here to win, dude. Great. You, you want to take your eye off the ball? That's up to you, Brandon. You have a good time. You enjoy Fiji, but I'm here to win. I so. think that is a unique experience when you can just like it's very hot. It, this isn't something you can do all the time. Like when you're just so thirsty and like when you get a beer when in that circumstance, it's just it's a magical experience. Uh, I have two more things. One, have you seen the Netflix version of Avatar: The Last Airbender at all, which debuted over the weekend? No. Have you seen the original cartoon? No. Okay. Um, the acting not great i'm gonna finish it i like the series a lot the animated and the live action is okay i'm enjoying it because i like the show so much some of the acting man it's like la- it's it's laughably bad at some points like it's like this is on netflix like this is like a, a big thing anyway uh i have from my book of the new book of lists i have ah, here okay uh 26 things i'm not gonna read them all but this has come from the the section 26 things that are not what they seem and did you know rj that uh there's a lot of good ones in here a panda bear is not a bear what is it like uh it's a raccoon relative that's that makes sense okay this is like a tomato it's not a a vegetable well a cucumber is not a vegetable it's a fruit that makes sense it has also uh a koala bear not a bear it's a marsupial. Okay, so that and, one is obvious after the first one. Uh, a peanut, not a nut. It's a legume. Uh, so, I don't know. Did you know that? Did you know that a prairie dog is a, not a dog? A it's legume? A what? What is the other word for beans that people use? Is it is a legume? Is that I a guess. peanut's beans? Okay. Well, yeah. Hey, we did it. Boom. Joe Shane, speaking at the combine said that he and the New York Giants have faith in Daniel Jones as their quarterback. Hmm. You don't have to lie, dude. Like, we, we don't have to do this. We, you know what I mean? Like, you can just th- – there's a, a much better way to go about this. Well, I think their actions will show that they're lying because <laughs> – That's what I'm saying. Like, but you don't have to go through the, the facade of, of the combine and say it. Like, Daniel Jones well, you do. knows your you line. You do, because you have to maintain your leverage when it comes to potentially trading up. Do you, you don't want to be like, we think Daniel Jones sucks. Do you think that there is another team out there that, you know, if the Giants call them to trade up, they're going to be like, seriously? I thought you were in on Daniel Jones. No. <laughs> like, no. Nobody is, is thinking that. I still think they have to maintain their leverage for, I don't know, for any last hope that a team is dumb or whatever. But in any case, yeah, that's not really – I think going to prove out to be true because I think there there's been enough buzz now that like they're looking to move up. And I don't know again, where that is. I think so. I think the the thing I've seen the most from big blue view and in the giants discourse is the trade similar to the one 
that the Jets made when they traded up for Zach Wilson, I believe, with the Colts, because they're like those were it's similar situations, especially too with the capital, the draft capital that the Giants have. I believe the Giants have multiple uh good second round picks there. I think they can trade like three second round picks between the two this year. I guess the one they got from the Leonard Williams deal from the Seahawks and obviously their own, and then their second round next year. So they could potentially move up from where they at like six to three or so, depending if the Patriots want to trade out um, without even having to give up a first this year. Well, obviously this year with a swap, but like a future first, they don't have to give up a future first if they kind of just load up on those seconds there. So I think the value could be there for them. I don't know why the Patriots would really do that, but um by the way, I think you misspoke. Um, just so what? we're clear, because I was confused. You said the trade up with the Colts and the Zach, that was the same Darnold trade, not the Zach Wilson trade. Ah, okay. When the when the Jets traded up with the Colts, that was 2018, because they they took Zach Wilson at oh, two. Wow. Yeah, I know. Right. It, it it feels like yesterday the the same Darnold thing, but it yeah, feels I know. so much more uh, recent. That was six years ago, <laughs> and but that was also the Saquon draft. So um, Jeez. and along those lines. Uh, like wow. overall Giants lines. Uh, you mentioned it that Adam Schechter reported that Tony Pollard is not expected to be tagged. Same thing for Saquon Barkley, although Joe Shane kind of pushed back on that. Um, he kind of, I don't know if you saw this, but he, I, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something like, well, the cap blew up and, you know, you never know, blah, blah. Yeah, but come on. Yeah, I mean, we all know. Um, it's the same thing we said for the Eagles and the Cowboys, like, sweet out the market. They, they can bring Saquon back if he's price drops. They um they feel like Jaden Daniels all day long. Like, this just, this feels mm. like inevitable now. I think the, the I think the commanders are gonna I think that's actually the way they're gonna go. Um, I have two questions, or one's a, one's a question, but one's a thing. Um, you think the commanders go? To, okay, we'll save it. Uh, but um, yeah, one there's a lot of like, oh, not you because you didn't like the Daniel Jones thing at first. I'll give you that, but I maintain that it, they had to do it. They 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 were in a weird spot where they overperformed and they had to and they didn't pay him market rate. I mean, you know, it's one of the few times you see a, a long term oh, quarterback extension. Contract. Where, I think the draft pick. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's you know it's one of the few times you see a quarterback get an extension that isn't anywhere near market rate because it wasn't, and they can get out of it next year, obviously. But like they had to do it. Like it was a weird over success, you know, whatever. But mm. there's a lot of and there were a lot of national headlines like, oh, they did the right thing. And I'm just saying, I stand by that. I maintain that they had to do it. But there's a lot of people trying to walk their own takes back. They're like, oh, this is why I was dumb to pay Daniel Jones. They were. I, it's okay to admit that they were in a really unique spot last year and it blew up in their face in about the worst way it possibly could, but he also got hurt. I mean, you know, that wasn't, you know, totally a disaster. It was pretty close, but it wasn't totally a disaster. That wasn't a question. That was just a point. I think maybe I'm wrong. I think what I said is that though, like, I just don't think you could be able to change your opinion enough from not picking up the fifth year option to then signing him to an extension. Like that's too big of a, well, they had a, they had a, they had a big swing, you know what I mean? To be not only make the playoffs, but then win a playoff game and to beat the, you know what I mean? It was yeah, a but weird then you, you get like housed by the Eagles in the divisional round, like just destroyed, utterly destroyed, which should maybe like give you a bit of a reality check. Like how close are you exactly to contending here? I know you beat the Vikings, but like also everyone thought that Vikings team wasn't as good as their record indicated and whatnot. So I think they Again, should have that, had a more sober was, look at it. That was never my stance. So, um, you know. Just, just to work. In any I, case, I, I still maintain uh, the 2022 Vikings were a good team, and it's okay. It to well, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't really hamstring them though. In terms of they should, they don't have to commit to Daniel. They don't have to like not draft a quarterback this year just because they gave him that deal. Because they can move on after this year from that Daniel Jones contract if they want to, and that shouldn't like 
that contract shouldn't alter their plans, the quarterback position when it comes to looking at the long term. Um, are you ready for my question? There is, I think I mentioned the possibility of this, and that's kind of been out there with Xavier McKinney. Interested to see what happens with him because there has been some talk. I don't think the franchise tag, but the transition tag, which is a lower number than the franchise tag, but also doesn't give the Giants comp- compensation mm-hmm. if someone else signs him to an offer sheet, which would be pretty possible, but does allow them to match uh, and retain him if someone does sign him to that offer sheet. So that's something to kind of watch out for because um, the, the safety class as a whole in free agency has a potential to be like pretty intriguing. We'll see what happens with Antoine Winfield, but he's out there. Um, there's some big names on the market. I think Antoine's getting tagged. Probably. But um, even so, even if that's the case, I think there's still going to be a lot of good. And if, well, if that's the case, Xavier McKinney is going to be one of the top you know, guys on the market at that point. So maybe the Giants will try to transition tag him. But intriguing player, too, in terms of I think he's only like 25 years old or so. So we have 10 minutes before our thing. Yeah. So we have to you know, skedaddle. Well, that's just um, a little footnote for you. Okay. So I have um, actually I, I have a second question that came up, do you, but it's not Giants related. So do you want my Giants related question or my not Giants related question? First? Giants related. Um, it's a weird one. But can we say now, no. I don't think I will, but was the move to trade out of the pick that they sent to Chicago for Justin Fields, did they win or lose that trade? They won. Are you certain? What do you, do you think they should have taken Justin Fields? I mean, I don't know that I think that their lives would be worse. I yeah, mean, they so, would because they'd have a bad quarterback. So they took Kadarius Tony. And then, and then they, the, well, so like, they if didn't you, have to take him. That no, but if, mean the if, trade if you, is bad. If, I know, but if, if we're playing this with the benefit of hindsight, which is exactly how we're doing this. So they flipped the pick for, um, for the and pick. And Gettleman was came, still around, right? That right. was, yeah, yeah, that was his last. It was one. the only time Gettleman has ever traded right, up. Right, right. Down, so, so they, they wound it up taking, um, wounded, wound, whatever, uh, taking Darius Tony. Um, I don't remember exactly what else they got, but the change on top of moving down, whatever it was, eight spots. And uh-huh. so, and then they flipped Tony for the pick that became Darren Waller. Okay. Right. And you, you very famously did not like that. So they effectively tra- didn't have to trade for Darren Waller. Okay. But they did. So that's what I'm saying. Like, would you like knowing what you the know trade now? Isn't the problem. No, like, but it, no, knowing what you know now, I, I think that having Justin Fields would be better than having half a season of Kadarius Tony and half a season of Darren <sighs> Waller and the other incidents. Well, I mean, that's, that's a false. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, we played this game that was like, Oh, if the commanders hadn't won the NFC East, would they have had Justin Fields? Blah, blah. Like, you know, in, along the same lines, I think you can look at this and say, if they had taken Justin Fields, things would be very different. Now they were much closer to, you know, the beginning of the Daniel Jones origins than, you know, than they, they are now. But, you know, it's it's an interesting question. The Justin Fields thing is just so ridiculous to me. He's like, this idea he's a victim. Oh, I don't think he's help. a victim, but I I mean, he sucks. I think he's, he doesn't suck. So you're, you're taking he this too far. Sucks. He Look at his record. Suck. Okay, we Look don't have a lot of done. time. We don't have a lot of time. So anyway. um, my other question, have you ever rooted for something, uh, because you like to be right. Have you ever rooted for something that catered to a point you had, even if it negatively Everyone impacted likes the to Eagles? be right. Let's be clear. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably. Sure. Like we've all at some point rooted to be able to say, I told you so. And I'm not necessarily rooting for this, but I got laughed at by so many Cowboys fans who were already coping themselves into believing that Mike Zimmer was the best possible option. When I suggested, why didn't you talk to Brandon Staley? That was the, just the question I asked. And everybody's yeah. like, he sucks. If Brandon Staley gets, I saw a tweet from Niners Nation. If Brandon Staley gets the Niners DC job and is awesome, I will remember that and I will bring the receipts. That's all, all right. I'm saying. So, uh, okay, let's Congrats. move on to the commanders. 
Um, what was the report about Josh Harris this morning on Thursday morning? That, you know, he's involved in the process of, you know, meeting with these quarterbacks and whatnot. And that's not atypical. I remember back in 2016, no, 13, back the Geno draft, that there was mm-hmm. like a big storyline at the time that, oh, Jeffrey Lurie is going down to Geno Smith's pro day. It's, you know, not typical of like an owner to go to a pro day. Typically, you just trust your your GM, if that. Uh, your scouting staff to go attend that but i mean i don't have a problem with it i mean i think that's it's a really big decision for the franchise i don't think the owner should ultimately being like no i want this guy over this guy but i think he should be involved in the meetings and whatnot i think that <laughs> is reasonable this was the part that Schefter added to the tweet that you can tell was you know the the instruction most i'm reading it verbatim most owners don't attend the combine Harris is not only in Indianapolis, yeah. wow. but a part of the quarterback interview process. Wow, what a what a guy that we should all praise. Wow, he took time out of his busy schedule as a billionaire to well, I mean, invest he, in his team's he, success. He, he watched the Sixers get waxed by the Celtics. He and paid then for he, his own plane tickets <laughs> to go to Indianapolis. Then, oh, my gosh. And and saw this. So, um, yeah. Um, he flew first class, not on a private jet. Okay, wow. we got to hurry. So why do you think – I'm still team commanders taking Drake May. He's just – I don't think you can risk it with Jane Daniels. The, I mean, it, it's – I disagree. It is, it, but what dude, do you mean risk it? What are they – I said this to Jamal uh, when it came to, like, this idea the Eagles can't trade up for originally Mariota and then Wentz because it would set the you, franchise back. You said that back. to me, like, because they hadn't won the Super Bowl. Yeah, said, what's yeah, going to set them back to? Well, I no, I'm saying the, the prospect. Like, Drake is just a much more reliable physical prospect. So what? Well, I mean, like, you, you have to hit on the pick. I you have mean, to go for upside. You have to swing for the upside. And I think Jaden Daniels might have better upside. And I don't – look, again, I've not studied these quarterbacks closely, so I don't know. But from what I've read, what I've seen in terms of limited highlights and whatever, and clips, it seems to me that Jaden Daniels might have a higher ceiling, but maybe not. I don't know. Do we have anything else to add on the commanders? Because we got to add songs and get out of here. So No. It's kind of a quiet week for a team that has the number two I mean, kind of weird for them i guess maybe bad news for them in terms of the cap expanding because they already had the most cap space so, so kind of leveled the playing field a little bit i guess like that's but like doesn't really matter and, but mm-hmm. at the same time they also have even more money to spend so oh whatever the, also um i know you don't want to give josh harris credit for like anything ever because you're mad at the sixers and them sucking but i um, think that's true there, there was the report this week about uh the renovations coming to fedex field like that is cool i mean it is cool that the owner is doing things like well that. it like, won't uh, be called fedex field anymore okay right? you saw like, that uh yeah but i mean yeah. speaking in, in actual like current terms but my point is like that that is a like commanders fans deserve that yeah you know what i mean like so i'm happy for them that like they're finally going to be uh i hope they're a bad one but they're a legitimate nfl team you know what i'm saying like that is cool it's funny we say that but like then i'm looking at the nfl pa survey survey that has the chiefs like ranked you know like last and all this so you know obviously it matters more than not at all but it also doesn't matter if you don't have the right things in place ultimately Rachelle's song for the week, uh, a later week for us, as mentioned, apologies for our tardiness, is Paint the Town Red by Doja Cat. Doja. Uh, what's your song? I mentioned I was traveling, and uh, part of it, I was driving by myself. And when you do a road, road trip by yourself, it, it could be, if you're, like, getting sleepy, it could be, you know, a bit of a tough thing. Um, so I, I did the, like, just crank the volume up and sing songs to help keep myself, like, moving. Mm. And... Um, the song that I got the most into that like woke me up the most is the song that I've chosen today. And it is Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. Wake me up 
it wasn't Evanescence. Okay, Teenage Dream. Katie no, Perry. but I did. I did let that song play out, and I always think of the same thing. I'm certain you do as well. What do you think of when you hear that song? Uh, the Evanescence song. Yeah. The one, like when in the office when. Not that moment. What are you thinking of? No, I always the think moment? of the um the Electra training scene. In but in the office where Will Ferrell's. Hmm. No, I yeah, in, when that. when you've never seen Daredevil, the 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 movie the Daredevil, the ben movie. Affleck, yeah, with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. I guess I did, but I just don't really remember she, a lot. Um, I probably remember more from the Netflix. She's training series. with the um. What are they called? The the hand swords, the Raphael swords, the size, or, or I, I don't know what they're called, but she's. I know what she's you're training with them, and that song is on. And then at the end, like on the like crescendo, she throws one at a sandbag. It's like a it's mm. like a, a boxing bag, and then the sand like falls out. Um, there's two Evanescent songs in that movie. There's that and uh, My Immortal. I think it's the the not rock version though. You know, there's the one that oh. is just a piano. So yeah, yeah. Okay, get a song because we gotta go, or else our bosses are gonna get mad at us. Um, I'm gonna go with a song that I think my dad showed to me first. Shout out to dad, big listener along with my mom of the podcast you like Mr. to talk about Mrs. G. america's team i'm gonna go with the band america and the song is ventura highway alligator lizards in the air okay is a, a real lyric in that song and this I like was it. a this was a strong episode strong song choices strong 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 we should somebody should have gone stronger by britney spears that's a good song too well there's always time to add it in the future and maybe we will um okay as we leave because you pulled out your list book really just again hearty congratulations to the youtube audience we really delivered for you all uh today but um hey smash that subscribe button will (laughs) you um give us a like and share as we leave um what is your favorite thing to make lists out of but something that you make lists out of on a on a regular basis like not not you know like a random Hmm. i mean uh, the boring answer would be grocery list, but I like to. You're talking about list or ranking? Because those are two different things. List. Mm, I mean, I don't really make a lot of lists. I feel like other than again, like a grocery list. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts.